I hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to the live stream. Um, I don't really want to take up any more time just doing stupid stuff. So I'm just going to jump right into my thoughts. Uh, this is two, almost three weeks of thoughts that I've had. So um, let's, let's not, I mean, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Hold on. One more second. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. All right. Well, so we'll jump right into it. Um, a lot of these thoughts also don't really matter anymore. Things have changed and I've made changes and all sorts of stuff. So, um, I just want to make sure there we go. I mean, we're live two people watching. Hello. Great to have you. Um, cool. Let's get into it. Um, all right, so logbook or quarterly or yearly review and summation. So I mentioned on a previous live stream, I think, and I also wrote a blog post about this. Um, every day at the end of the day, I try to, and every day except for yesterday, I didn't, I didn't get around to it, but I try to write down the highlight of the day, um, work-related. So like, what, what, what is the main thing that I got done that's moving? The bar and moving the company forward um, and so I do that at the end of every day it's just like a sentence or so I share it on LinkedIn and then I also put it into a logbook on my website so for those of you who didn't know that um, and the idea of this thought is at the end of each quarter or year I kind of want to go back through probably at the end of each month and then at the end of each quarter and then at the end of each year um, go back through my logs and sort of get right up a little summation of the biggest things that I got done for that month, quarter, year. And oh, come on, dude. Month, quarter, year. And I just want to be able to look back and see like, what were the biggest things that I was able to achieve? Um, through that and what you know what's again what's moving that that needle I guess people say what's moving the needle so again I'm messing with bit right here okay done. apply okay the stream health is excellent that's what I like to see good 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 great we're good we're good all right saying um too much I say um too much way too much on these live streams I say them in videos and stuff too so call me out on them let me know when i say them someone count up how many times i say them in the video and i'm going to try to pause and collect my thoughts instead of saying um i learned in public speaking in college that we say um because we're trying to fill space that we think is silent but it's like a microsecond it's it's not noticeable so we go um because we think we need to spell the fill the space with talking. So I need to stop saying um so much. Make content that will invoke comments that I want to reply to. I don't like replying to music comments and well done comments. I also don't like replying to comments about product reviews. Um, apparently YouTube's struggling, so whatever. I'll have this, this is being recorded as well onto my computer, so I'll re-upload it. 
Um, yeah, so I started YouTube in 2009, and it was a music channel, and I, I loved getting great job comments on videos and stuff, and I would always just reply to all of them, just thank you, thank you, wow, thanks so much, uh, that means a lot, thanks for watching, but there's only, only so many ways that you can say thank you, um, so that was like the big, the big thing, is like, it, it just gets boring and monotonous, and it's like, I, I appreciate people commenting, and I, you know, was trying to reply to everything, but it just got, you know, it's not, it's not the type of comments that I want to be receiving. It sounds like I'm ungrateful. I am grateful for everyone watching and commenting. My point is, I want to make content that invokes questions or discussion or something where someone asks more of a question or gives their thought or opinion on a subject where my response to that is wow that's a good point what do you think about this you know like I, that's the type of stuff that i want to be invoking in you all the viewers so i want to be making content that does that it starts discussions not just look at me and say how great i am <laughs> um yeah, which is, and that's the whole thing with music. I mean, there's, unless you're getting into like why a song was written or something, there's there's not much discussion to be had, you know, it's just a performance. Uh, and then comments about product reviews. I thought about this too. If I ever do like a sponsor, it's interesting that I then have to take the time after I, you know, make a review of let's say like the lawnmower review I did. It wasn't sponsored, I just bought the lawnmower. I was super excited about it, so I made the, the video. People really loved that video, the Cobalt. So say Cobalt had actually reached out and asked me to make the video and you know discuss my thoughts and opinions. Uh, I've had a lot of questions about the mower uh, on that video, like, hey, how long does the battery last? Or do I need to buy two batteries? Things like that, and it's fine. They wanna hear my opinion. I suppose but I think also they just want their question answered uh, it doesn't really matter who answers it so I thought it'd be interesting if like maybe a week or two after like a sponsored and anyone could do this I think any youtuber should factor this into their um, uh, whatever um, their contract for a sponsorship or whatever it might be but um, for two weeks after the video is published give the company you know access to reply to comments on your channel or just say hey live in the comment section and you as your company youtube page channel you respond to these comments that are just more objective like how long does the battery last you know like i don't i don't need to do that <laughs> i understand people wanting to hear my opinion about something but i think just how long does the battery last in my opinion stuff like that just doesn't matter so I don't know that was just a thought i had i don't even know how that would work or like the fundamentals or legality of all that but just just a just a thought not every hobby has to be a business venture is this the entrepreneur in me or a deeper problem with the way i was raised i just wrote a blog post about this yeah so um i have this bad knack for getting excited about a new service a new product a business venture idea. The best example I have is I fixed up an old bike that my neighbor gave me and I loved it. The bike turned out really well. I transformed it from a hardtail mountain bike to like a road bike or like a commuter bike. It was just like a single gear. 
but um I love the process so much that I immediately was like, how do I turn this into a business? <laughs> you know, like how do I open a bike repair shop or something? And I do that with everything. I immediately start thinking, how can I do this for a living and make money doing it? And not everything needs to be a business. And I know that. Um, I think it's just the way that I try and justify being so obsessed with the topic. So it's like, I was very unhealthily obsessed with repairing that bike and <laughs> I shouldn't have been. Uh, but for me, it was like, yeah, but if it can make money, then it's worth it. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it was taking so much time away from Maria and I think this was before baby girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, but not good. And again, I guess the the thought here is is it just my entrepreneurial mind like i'm constantly trying to think up new ways of making money or is it the way i was raised and what i mean by that is my parents are awesome and they're super supportive and um anything i got into as a child that i took pride in they took pride in uh, like i remember i started writing a couple kids novels when i was in like middle school and they were like this is awesome finish it that's a great first chapter write the whole thing and they were always very supportive in that aspect and i think maybe it got me in the mindset of like if something is good enough then do do it all the way um which i think there's something to be learned from that too you know finishing something that you started of course that's great but the idea ingrained in my brain that anything i start is great and can and should be turned into a business or an opportunity um i don't know i have a couple different thoughts about that so that's just um it's interesting i think it sort of shaped the way that mixed with me growing up sort of by myself and i don't mean that like my family was there for me and i have an older sister and we would play and stuff sometimes but um she was older than me we had different interests. We lived about 30 minutes away from any of my friends. So a lot of times I was just playing by myself and creating things in my own time. I think it's shaped as a, a big discussion. Um, I'm not scarred by it. I think it's great. Uh, I just think it, it shaped me in a certain interesting way. So I don't know. too much content ingestion. Yeah, I, I tend to think that I don't consume a lot of content as far as like I don't really like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok as much as a lot of like some people will just sit on TikTok for hours and hours and I know it's easy to do and I've done it maybe not for hours but yeah it's it's addicting and uh it's entertaining but my big thing is YouTube and um trying to get better as a human being and work on myself and work on my videos and work on marketing and I'm just constantly being bombarded on my own like I'm I'm not saying like it's just happening to me like I am seeking out these videos and things but it's so many different opinions so many of the same opinions over and over again and it's just it's it's a little too much I got overwhelmed the other day um, and I had some thoughts about that that I will get into in a second but so here's another one um Throughout my life, uh, I've loved YouTube. Again, I started in 2009, and in college, I found the Daily Vlogger um, sort of movement. Uh, ben Brown was my, my all-time favorite. Don't like him so much nowadays, um, but he's doing his own thing, whatever. Um, yeah, obviously Casey Neistat, uh, Fun for Louie. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a few that I, that I really enjoyed. Um, 
but so I would love vlogging certain trips and things but every time I would go to I would get excited to vlog again I would make a new channel because I thought it was like a new idea and so I had all these like vlogging channels that were very slightly different and um, they're all over YouTube and so what I what I was planning on doing when I wrote this and what I did um, is I, I took all the videos on those channels which there aren't a lot there's like between 20 and 50 I think one channel has a little bit over 50 one channel had 20 something and I just took all the videos put them into one mega vlog and then re-uploaded them to my Spencer Scott Pew vlogs which is where all vlogs in the future are gonna live and exist and so those are like hour-long vlogs um, hours and hours long vlogs um, of those specific time periods in my life so if you want to check out what I was like when I was touring around with my band or what our first album being recorded was like in Bethesda, Maryland, uh, go check out Spencer Scott Pugh Vlogs. Um, those are on there. I vlogged when my baby was born um, on my main channel, which lost me hundreds of subscribers, but that's okay. Um, that is on there as a mega vlog, so feel free to check that out. And uh, yeah, so that's where vlogs are going to be. Um, and it would be good for me to have one single place that I can look back on my life and my times vlogging and see all that because watching vlogs back is so much fun. It's like a, it's, it's more, it's honestly more for, for me and my wife and my friends who are in the vlogs than anyone on the internet, but it's out there if you want to watch it. So make content that makes other creators think they can make it. Yeah. So I think, um, playing into my mindset of like, Hey, I can restore a bike and make a company out of it. I just want to check the stream. Hey, got two people watching. Hey, if you can hear me, let me know in the comments, in the chat. Uh, if the music's too loud, let me know. Uh, if it all sounds great, let me know. Man, that's really choppy. Well, I'm sorry it's choppy. Maybe just put it on the background and listen. I think the audio sounds pretty good. So there's that. I don't know why it's so choppy. Can't really figure that out. What time is it? 7.48. So it looks like the stream is good. It's just kind of choppy. Um, again, I have no idea how all this works. I can't change the latency, uh, anything like that. So whatever. It is what it is. Feel free to listen. Again, I'm recording this, which I'll upload later. So, all right. Um, yeah, make content that other creators think they can make. Um, so I think something that happens to me is like I'll watch someone, right? I've, I've been taking a really deep, obsessive dive into Craig Adams. He's like the one YouTuber right now that I get excited for him to upload. I also removed a lot of my subscriptions to YouTubers, so I don't have as many now. So whenever he posts something, I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, his videos, the videos that get me most excited about YouTube are the ones that I'm like, hey, he has a cool formula. I feel like I could do that, right? And I think that that's what happens to a lot of young YouTubers is they watch their their heroes or their inspirations and they say, I might not be able to do it as good as him, but I think I could do that too. And uh, that's cool. Like I want my content to inspire someone to say, oh, his setup's actually kind of simple. Like I could do that, right? 
Um, so that was my thought there. Like, I want to do that for other people as my inspirations have done for me. Oh, uh, yeah, here's the thing. YouTube videos that are shorter aren't as enticing. I think the YouTube mindset is I'm going to be sitting here for a while. What is a video that can hold my attention for the next 10 plus minutes? People don't usually go to YouTube to watch 15 to 60 second videos. I think that's why I love YouTube so much. It's not so fleeting. Um, yeah, so YouTube released their shorts, right? YouTube shorts. And they're competing with TikTok. They're competing with Reels, whatever. Um, sometimes I watch them and it's, it's just, it's the same amount of addicting as TikTok. Um, there's a place for it. But I don't know, personally, I use YouTube for what I just said, like two, two ways to use YouTube. One is I want to be entertained for an extended period of time. Like I'm washing the dishes or using the bathroom or I just have some time, 30 minutes, lunch, whatever, to watch a longer video. And I like that. Um, I prefer that more than like Instagram stories or TikTok or whatever. Second way I use YouTube is looking up how to do something. So how, how, how to make my live streams less choppy, which right now it's terrible. And I'm guessing that's chalked up to an internet problem. It says the stream is excellent, but I'm seeing right now that it's so choppy. <laughs> um, so I apologize again for that. But if I want to look that up, I look up YouTube. And for me at that point, it's, I want the quickest fix to my solution. Like I'm in the middle of something trying to figure it out. So like, I don't want a 20 minute video on how to make your video less choppy, unless that's what it takes, which I understand that too, but I get frustrated when they're like, hey, welcome. Today we're gonna talk, I'm like, dude, and I'm skipping around, I'm probably missing things. So those are the two ways you use YouTube. Um, but more so than anything, it's it's to be entertained in, in that long uh, form context, so. I don't know. I don't know if shorts are going to last on YouTube. I think they could make them last. Um, probably. Oh, man. Why is it so bad? I wonder if like... I just I want it to be good for you guys. Like when I'm live streaming. I mean, there aren't many people watching now anyway. Did I just end the stream? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> just checking into this. Um, I'll start talking about this next point, even if the stream just ended. Man, I really gotta figure this stuff out. Yeah. All right, what is the point of temporary content? This is a sore point for me. Yeah, so this kind of goes into what I just talked about. Um, temporary content. Yeah, when um, when YouTube, no, not YouTube, when Snapchat first came around. Of course, when it first came around, it was like, um, there was like one reason why people were using Snapchat, in my opinion, and that's how it was like, marketed to me from my friends it's like you can send a picture and then it goes away so you can send whatever you want kind of thing um it was just like a gross like honestly sexting thing um but then like it became an actual platform right and um yeah i 
I I have a big problem. Like we're we're only here on Earth for a finite time. I want to create things that can last at least as long as I'm here and maybe beyond after I'm gone. And obviously at some point, all of it's gone, right? I don't know what this means. <laughs> My stream status is poor. YouTube is not receiving enough video. I don't, I don't know what that means, man. It's not receiving enough video. OBS is saying, oh, encoding overload, consider turning down video settings or using a faster encoder. Okay, let's look at it, shall we? Like, maybe we won't do 9,000. Maybe we'll find the sweet spot in 7,500. I mean, it's a live stream. We're hanging out, we're having fun. Turning down video settings. We're figuring stuff out together. What's Maria sending me? Something cool. Um, trying to figure it out, right? Faster encoder. Video output is currently active. Please turn off any outputs to change video settings. I don't know. I don't know. It says the stream's healthy. So there's that. <laughs> Let's go to advanced maybe. Sorry y'all. I just want this to be the best it can be for you. Um, encoder H.264. We're at 1080p. Keyframe interval. Maybe we turn this down. No, CPU usage. I mean, my CPU, it's at 81%. I guess we're getting drop frames, so maybe we could move it down to like fast. See if that helps. I'm doing 60 frames, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing on here. I'm just trying to create content. <laughs> uh, sure. There's our video bit rate and recording. Um, keyframe interval. You know, I don't know. We're just gonna we're just gonna deal with it. I think. We're just gonna deal with it. Yep. All right. Whatever, it's fine. Um, again, I'll re-upload this. I'm gonna stop worrying about it now. Um, what's the point of temporary content? Yeah, and I heard about this painter one time who paints a picture and then lights it on fire when he's done. I don't get it. I get, I get no one's ever done it and it's an art and there's probably something to be said for the fleeting nature of society or I don't know, but for me, I don't like stories. I don't, and I know that stories and Snapchats, I guess Snapchat, I don't know, came out with like ways of saving your stories and they don't just disappear now, which is funny because that was the whole point. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like the idea of temporary content. I want to make stuff that helps people forever, entertains people forever. 
um, people can get value out of forever. So, by the way, Ember Mug keeps your coffee warm. It's pretty pretty dope. Not sponsored, of course. Uh, I left Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I kind of came back to Instagram to post one picture of my daughter that I took of her on vacation. Uh, still, I just don't enjoy consuming Instagram content. I unfollowed a ton of people, mostly like brand accounts and content creators that I just don't really care about. Um, and also just like acquaintances and things that uh, I don't need to see their life. Um, I, you know, I'm still following a lot of my good friends and honestly, I thought about unfollowing them because, but here's the caveat, I guess, if I was going to unfollow them, then I would need to like call them every week or every month and say like, Hey, how's your life? You know, like it, it's easy on social media now to be like, Oh, Michael, my friend, Mike went on a trip somewhere and it was, it looked really fun. But, like, he doesn't know that I saw that and what my thoughts are. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this, these topics. And, honestly, I've got a lot of notes here, so I'm trying to get through them. But this is something I've thought about a lot. Like, what makes you a good friend? Following someone and not unfollowing them? Or literally following up with them and calling them and being intentional about that? So, I don't know. Something I've thought about. And I don't know where I am yet. Honestly, I know deep down the best thing you can do is get off of social media and then call the people you love regularly and check in on them and be there. Um, but you know, I, I gotta, I gotta figure that out for myself and um, just do better. Oh, <laughs> what is the best ratio between travel time and vacation time? Have I talked about a lot of this? I feel like I've talked about a lot of this before. Whatever. Marie and I actually got in a fight about this. Uh, I don't even remember what the fight is now, but it's just funny that it's still in here. The idea was like, if you're gonna go on a trip, um, what's the ratio between how far away the destination is and how long you should stay there to make that travel worth it? Um, like the idea of driving six hours to the beach for one day and then driving six hours back that's two days spent traveling one day there and i i don't i feel like that's not good you know like the, i think the cool thing about the beach is yeah you have to travel six eight hours but then you're usually there for a week you know i'd say a week is the average like vacation time for an american i don't know it's what i've done my whole life right we go to the beach once a year and we're there for a week um so you spend a day traveling and a day traveling back but then you have six seven days there chilling and so my thought was like if i ever went to like italy or somewhere like hours and hours away where it could take up a, a day and a half to two days to really travel somewhere like i would want to stay there for two weeks to a month like almost live there for a time period um i think there's also like you would get more out of it like you sort of it's probably not long enough to really sort of assimilate with the culture um, or whatever, but I don't know. I think it would be like, that's what I would want to do somehow, some way, shape or form. Uh, Maria keeps us on track. I need to do better. Maria, Maria is the backbone of our 
family as far as things getting done, schedules, things like that. Um, it's my job, honestly, to do that. And I don't. And, you know, we've found a good dynamic with her doing it, but I got to step up and... I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a perfect human. Um, nobody is. But I just had that thought. You know, it's something I keep coming back to and keep thinking about. And it's just I gotta find a system or just some way of doing it because it's not. It's not great. It's interesting to me that on every platform where a decision can be made publicly. So I'm talking social media. I'm talking literally anywhere on the internet or anywhere in general where a decision can be made publicly even if that decision is yes or no there is room for creativity and an audience to form an example of this right is creating uh, i came across a spotify account that is it's like it's got aesthetic and there's like a theme to it so someone made a spotify account and they share these funny playlists of music that's like it's, it's really funny. It's like, you're a medieval villain plotting his next, or plotting how to take down his foe or something. And the music's like um, medieval sounding and it's like crazy, like crescendos and stuff. I don't know. But, it, it, but all the playlists are like that. They have uh, a, um, like a cover for the album that's just like a medieval painting or something and like it's spotify like it's a place where you listen to music and then other people can see what you're listening to but someone has made it a platform right for people to follow them and um it's just interesting i think like it just shows that it's never too late to hop on a platform and create an audience it's never too late to join youtube it's never too late to join TikTok. it's never too late to join spotify and grow a following there um it's just interesting i think you know obviously i think about this a lot the fact that creativity is almost more fun and more beneficial the more constraints you have um, because you're forced to think creatively with limitations and your limitations make you you uh, which is cool too so I don't know. I love that. With content and anything, really, documenting the journey starts with finding that thing and then getting better and better at that thing once it's established. Think about hiking and getting not only better at hiking physically, but also cutting down on the weight of what you bring with you and like planning correctly and getting better at the planning. Um, or how you're treating the environment while you're hiking, things like that. So um, you can document any step of what you're doing and it's content and it's something that someone needs to know or wants to know or has been searching for someone to look up to. So, I mean, shoot, man, it, any industry, if you're able to document your process, there's someone out there or a most likely there's billions of people on the earth. There's a larger group of people out there who are interested in watching you figure things out so that they can get a head start on the game or can be encouraged with their journey, right? So 
document your journey and be nice to the people who are interested and you'll get a following and be helpful <laughs> you know you'll provide value it's just it's it's cool and I, I think it's that's one of those things that's easier said than done right yeah it makes sense sure but how do I film everything I'm doing right and that's that's where you got to be creative it's where you got to find ways of doing things to make that easier uh, whatever that might be whether you're Gary V and you have people follow you around with the camera all day whether you just use your cell phone and say hey another day at the office but look at the things that I've learned today um, or I found value in this maybe you will too whatever it might be I love it all right so um, I've always taken uh, some of these notes I took on um, a walk I've always taken deep dives into individual artists or creators I'll spend an obsessive amount of time researching or listening to or watching a specific creator and then at some point my attention will be grabbed by something else is it good to take deep dives and become obsessive with a single person and try to learn as much about them and much from them as you can then move on or is it better to be taking in information from multiple sources at a time all the time i don't know it's just a rhetor rhetorical question that's not i don't know it, it's just a question i have i don't i don't know uh, i'd love to hear your opinion anyone's opinion um yeah, I think it started out with music for me when I first started to, you know, I don't know, I don't even know if it was music that started that. I think, you know, as a kid, I would get, I was into drawing. Drawing was like my jam. And I would go to Michael's, the store, and I would find a, you know, how to draw cartoons. And it would be a certain style of cartoon. And for a while, like, that was the book. And that was the type of cartoon I was trying to learn how to draw and I was emulating. Then I get another book, How to Draw Realistic Faces, right? And so I think my whole life, I've done things this way. I become obsessive with a certain way of creating or learning about something. And I try and emulate it. I try to learn as much as I can from it. I try to figure it out. That's part of my personality type. Enneagram 5, what's up? And then I move on to another thing. And it might not even be like one type of cartoon and then faces. It might be how to draw one type of cartoon and then how to make videos and then how to market and then how to fix up a bike, right? Like this is this is what's happening in my life and I don't I don't know if that's the best thing. I do know that I become too obsessive. The only thing that mattered to me when I was fixing up that old bike was fixing up that old bike. When I wasn't fixing it up physically, I was researching how. I was looking for parts that I needed online. I was thinking about how I was gonna attempt to spray paint the body or remove the paint. I was, man, I was watching videos of other people doing it just cause I was interested. And that's, I think that is the biggest issue <laughs> that I have. Um, so I got to figure that out. I just, I need to learn how to be content and not so obsessed with one thing at a time. But that being said, like with music, you know, I got into Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson was all I cared about. I cared about the artists around him as well, but only him mostly. How do I be Jack Johnson? Uh, then came the Aver Brothers. How do I be the Aver Brothers, right? But with my own flair and I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep moving. 
I don't know what this next one says, but it starts with, it might hurt me in saying this. I'm just gonna read it. Might hurt me in saying this, but I don't know how much I want to do sponsorships. You as the audience hold a certain level of trust by subscribing to my content. And if all I do is spam you with products and services offered by other people that you aren't signing up for, that ruins the trust. Yeah, it's good to get paid for your work, but it's easier to get paid for the work that you're promising rather than making money by selling the attention of your audience to products and services that aren't yours. Yeah, and I think this is like, this is the main question that I think a lot of content creators have is you all have given me your trust. You say you want to hear what I'm making content wise. And then if I take that time from you to show you this lamp and talk about it for five minutes, that trust isn't there. Like I'm just a walking billboard at that point. So where's the balance? You know, um, a lot of YouTubers will say, well, I only do sponsorships with products that I enjoy. Right. Um, like I, whatever. Um, and that's fine. I just think it's also easy as a content creator, young, and what I mean, like a novice content creator to say like, hey, this hand sanitizer looks cool to me right now. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. And in a week, like, I don't really care about that hand sanitizer. I did at the time. Maybe it was because I actually cared about it, or maybe it was because of the opportunity, potential money that I could make by being interested in it, that made me interested in it. So I don't know. That's, I guess, always the question. And I, I want I want to keep building that trust. I don't want to just be a walking billboard. I mean, that that has to get boring as a content creator too, just talking about other stuff all the time that you may or may not care about. David, hey bud. I know, thank you for watching, David. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna text you back. It's stuttering bad. I guess the only question is, I know, but can you hear me okay? Um, yeah, I know it's stuttering. I have, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. It says, you know, my stream status is excellent. Stream is healthy. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. As long as you guys can hear me. And again, David, if you can't hear me, I'll be re-uploading this. So, there's always that. Too. And I'm recording it, so it's not gonna be skippy when I when I upload it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've been going for forty minutes almost. Hmm. Let me see how far, how much longer I want to go here. Okay. David says he can hear me fine. Thanks for watching, David, by the way. Um, as long as you can hear me, that's that's the biggest thing. If it was also choppy audio, I'd probably just stop the live stream and try to figure it out or whatever. But yeah, I'm almost done here anyway. Uh, I'll probably go just a little bit longer and then call it. I still have tons of notes, but these are some big ones here. Um, here's a very important thought I said on one of my walks. Hey, that's all right, David. Uh, he says he's at work, so he can't necessarily tune in as well as he'd like. That's all right. Um, for those who are in the same situation as David, uh, I will be re-uploading the uh, recording of this to the channel and also um, 
this will be going on the podcast as well. So all of these get turned into podcast episodes. If you prefer to just listen, uh, that's fine too. I just thought um, doing these in a stream version would be fun in case there are people who are available right now who want to lend their opinion and I guess be featured in a way in the episode. So um, yeah, again, I don't like temporary content. So everything I create, I want to exist somewhere for people to find for years to come. Uh, Hopefully YouTube sticks around. (laughs) All right. Last few points here. Here's a very important thought. I'm an introvert. Yep. And I naturally like being alone and doing things on my own gives me so much energy, like right now by myself. And that's fine. But it's not fine when that breaks into my relationship with my wife, my kid and those around me. It's selfish and it's not love. Um, it's something I want to set my mind on figuring out the balance between. It's definitely important for my well-being, but I think that's, I think what's more important is a relationship with God and with others. I'll be able to figure it out. Hopefully I can learn from those who went before me. I'm sure it's been discussed and thought about before. So I'm always interested in balance and I don't even mean in like a, like a Buddhist Star Wars kind of way, I guess kind of. Uh, yin and yang but not on like religious level uh i just think like yes i'm an introvert and i think that i do get a lot of energy and i'm almost like my most self when i'm alone making things um i get the most energy from that and it just it's i don't know i guess god made me that way right i don't and that's I think that's great. I think it's fine. Like I'm made this way, but where it's not okay is if it's all I do. It's if I'm so obsessed with making a bike in my own time that it's all I think about. Um, I can't take my mind off of it. Um, so striking that balance between a healthy amount of being alone and setting that time aside and talking with my wife and friends and family about like, hey, I need this time by myself and when i'm not in those moments that we agree upon i am not doing that like i am present i'm there i'm with who i need to be with and working on how much do i really need it and how much am i being selfish and wanting it um yeah that's a big one a lot of this stuff i feel like i'm just talking like to uh um therapist you guys are my therapist i appreciate you a couple more what is the point of all this knowledge and self-help we're all reading the same books and coming to the same conclusions self-improvement is great but to what end jesus it's all that truly matters i'm chasing the wrong wisdom yeah so i was i was doing the dishes usually while i do the dishes i'm i'm consuming like youtube or a podcast or TV show or something. I put my iPad up on the window while I'm washing the dishes. Um, but I, I follow a lot of these YouTubers who I guess I'm one of them in a way who share what they've learned in life and how they've learned to be patient or more productive or to enjoy traveling or to enjoy being alone or, and they're always recommending books, right? this book changed my life um but they're all they're all the same books right and i end up reading them and any knowledge that i'm trying to share from 
uh, crushing it by Gary V or whatever, building a strong story brand. I haven't read that one, but anything I learned from that, if I tell you I learned it from it, there's 20 million other people who are making the same video. And it's fine, you know, it's like the idea of like, yeah, but you wanna hear my opinion on it, or you wanna hear Matt Diavella's opinion on it, or whatever. But I don't know, it just feels like we're kind of just scrambling and searching and, I think it's good to work on self-improvement and bettering ourselves, right? Being a better human, treating others better, working on our careers, sure. But it's like, how how much does learning that stuff matter, right? Shouldn't we be living it? Shouldn't we be focusing on the stuff that matters? Um, I don't know. Or like, just, I don't know. It's weird. You know, to me, like, I'm a Christian. I'm a terrible Christian. Um, if I look at, you know, what Jesus says matters, it's to love God and to love others. Period. You can be the dumbest person in the world, but you're the wisest person if you love God and you love others. It's like, what is true wisdom here? Those are my opinions and my beliefs, but just so you know, as a viewer, that's that's what I come back to. So when I'm thinking like how to win friends and influence people, <laughs> like I'm sure there's some knowledge I could gain from that, especially in my career and in how I interact with people. And maybe I can love others better by reading a book like that and seeing how you can influence people, but in a, in a good way that works for them or shows them that you love them, whatever. But it's just like how much of it matters? How much of it matters? I don't know. I don't know. That's the, that's the question for me. And I, I keep watching it. I enjoy that type of content. And it's one of the traits that Maria says she likes most about me is that I'm always trying to be better. Uh, I'm not just, this is who I am. Hmm. Like, you know, and the fact that I'm thinking about this stuff and talking about it, like that's what she likes. But at some point it's like, okay, well, why don't you start doing right? I don't know. Um... I think that's going to do it. I think that's a good place to stop. Um, sorry to sort of get all religious um, at the end. You know what? I'm not sorry. It's my channel. Uh, if you don't like it, I, you know, go find someone else. I, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, I want to create um, spaces here on my channels where there's like-minded individuals or maybe not. Um, you know, I'd love to hear other opinions as well bash me for my christianity it's fine you might have good points i haven't thought about um i might have good points you haven't thought about so anyway just a community so we're building we're having fun i'm having so much fun even though my stream sucks and it's super laggy it's fine it's fine um i appreciate you all so very much i'm not going to take up any more of your time if you're listening on the podcast hello thank you welcome please leave a review uh and subscribe if you're watching on the youtube live channel thank you if you're new subscribe like it uh i'm trying to do these once a week it's a discussion uh everyone's welcome uh, please hop in the chat and we can talk about it any ideas you have for me as well like you know i've thought about what would streaming on twitch look like things like that it's also an option um yeah 
I've got all my main my main channel, Spencer Scott Pugh. I've got Spencer Scott Pugh Live. I've got Spencer Scott Pugh Vlogs, which I mentioned earlier. I've got Spencer Scott Pugh Music. Uh, and Spencer Scott Pugh Gaming, which I don't game as much anymore. But I have some great videos over there if you want to go check them out. So, love you all. I appreciate you. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Sorry the live stream was so terrible. But as I've said, I did record it and I will re-upload with the nice... Still a little laggy, choppy, but way more crispy than the uh, than the live stream. So appreciate you all. Thank you. And I will see you next time. Peace.